Welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. I'm very excited because this episode we have the lovely, the funny, the insanely talented Lyric Lewis with us. She's on AP Bio. She's been on Baskets. She's a member of the main company at the Groundlings. She loves Harry Potter and Jurassic Park so much. I had no idea. Um, She is Slytherin, though. But she's one of the good ones. We'll hear all about it on this episode of Not Too Deep with Lyric Lewis. Not, not too deep. Turn your great idea into a reality with Squarespace. Squarespace makes it easier than ever to launch your passion project, whether you're showcasing your work or selling products of any kind. With beautiful templates and the ability to customize just about anything, you can easily make a beautiful website all on your own. But if you do get stuck, Squarespace's 24-7 award-winning customer support is there to help. So head to squarespace.com grace for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code grace to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain yay uh lyric thank you so much for being here thank you for having me of course um no you were just saying that you're about to go back into the second season of ap bio yes and you guys have been off for how long now? Almost a year. Almost a year. Yes. So, I mean, it's uh, in school terms, you get off for summer break. But this must have, in adult terms, felt like the longest summer break of your lives. Oh, it was. Yeah. It was. It left <laughs> much too much time to get into trouble. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> As teachers normally do on yes. summer break. But you were saying you and your co-stars are actual friends in real life and you hang out in real life. Yes. It's Mary and Jean? Yes. Yeah, okay. And mm-hmm. so you, they knew each other before. Yes. Uh, but you went into casting kind of blind, not knowing them at all. Mm-hmm. But then, I mean, chemistry is chemistry and it's undeniable when it happens. We fell in love with each other. That Because it could go either way. So that's a exactly. great way. <laughs> yeah, we could have been like, I hate you and hate you too. <laughs> but, uh, no, we like right away clicked and just like it fell into each other very easily and like yeah. we're all improvisers so we all right away were just improvising with each other and like but not trying to one up each other and not it's trying supportive. to yes yeah. not trying to out funny because we're like we're three funny women right and it's rare enough to see it on television anyway uh, so no that must have been the coolest part about working together is that mm-hmm. one you get to be authentically very funny women and yes. two you get to be funny women in this kind of role that I think is really fun to explore it must be fun to play a teacher that gets to be ridiculous. Yes. Because I I mean, is it weird at all? Do you get like flashbacks at all to any teachers that you had growing up? You know what? No, I feel like Steph to me is like the teacher that I feel like I wish that I had growing <laughs> yeah. up. Like Steph is like very chill and like she has a dating life yeah. or a very sad one, but she dates. <laughs> you know, and she like is stylish. And I feel yeah. like she, you know, also I feel like is a nod to... I feel like real teachers that I'm like, they're hot blooded, red blooded individuals that mm-hmm. they have lives and they are also fashionable and like to have fun. Right. And they also enjoy teaching. And I think that's the fun part about Steph is that she loves teaching. She loves her school. She loves the principal and the kids. And like mm-hmm. she has fun there versus it being like this thing that she has to do. Yeah. So that's what I think is really fun to play her. No, it, I mean, it, it's. Yeah, I think you definitely play a character of a teacher that I wish that I had, that had confidence, that had enthusiasm, yeah. that had just like a positive aura around them, even in like a bleak small town. Yeah. Um, okay, so talk to me about Groundlings is where you came up through, right? Yes. Okay, I went to the People's Improv Theater in New York, so mm-hmm. I have no real 
knowledge of the Growlings. How was that experience for you? And how did you even get started there? So how I got started was I feel like the classic like geek story. Uh-huh. So um, I went to Syracuse and I have a BFA in theater from right. Syracuse because I was like, I'm going to be an actor. Like, I'm going to be a <laughs> professional actor because I need a degree to do it. Like yeah. I swear I was like, they need to see my piece of paper. <laughs> and then they're like, no girl, no one cares what your GPA was in voice first. But I was like, I'm really good at Shakespeare. <laughs> no one cares. So I did that. But while I was at Syracuse, I'd always been kind of funny as a kid. And like, I feel sure. like naturally just like enjoyed making people laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, but while I was there and like we would watch Scary Movie, the first one every weekend. Oh, why? Really? I don't know. <laughs> like why we weren't like out in the streets. Uh-huh. Who knows? Maybe probably it was too cold. Yeah. Syracuse, Syracuse is very cold. Beautiful, but freezing. F- Abs freezing one's balls off. Yeah, because you grew up in New Orleans. New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm from New Jersey and I went to school in northern New Jersey. So like not far from Syracuse. But yeah, you have full winter. You have full to dig winter. your car out. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like we would watch a scary movie every weekend. And like for some reason, like I'd grown up watching like SNL and then Living Color and mm-hmm. Mad TV and all these sketches. And I always was like, oh, I'd love to just, you know, make people, you know, laugh and just be funny. And um, Regina Hall did it for me in Scary Movie where I feel like she was one of the and even though I'd seen sketch yeah I feel like on film she was one of the and I don't know why I just remembered this stuck out to me so much I think I was it was like the impressionable phase but yeah. I was like oh she's funny with like no vanity but so funny and yeah. after that I was like oh girl that's what we're doing and yeah it so, just clicked yes yeah. and so um all of the training in Syracuse is like very like theatrical. Like it's like for stage the stage stuff, yeah. and they may have changed the curriculum now, but then, I mean, we learned how to like st- do stage combat and like, because yeah. I would imagine you're so close to New York that that's the like logical next step is like is try Broadway. Broadway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I just started doing research as I was like, oh, I want a funny comedic career. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I want to be like a funny woman yeah. in the streets. <laughs> and at that time, <laughs> it wasn't the trend yet. Women couldn't it be wasn't. funny Like that this much. was pre-Kristen Wiig yeah. and Bridesmaids and everything. But um, I started researching people that I dug. And like Jennifer Coolidge is someone that I oh, like. Oh, yeah. Love. Uh-huh. And I just, her character stuff, like I'm like, I want to be that. Like I don't care mm-hmm. what I look like. I want people to quote me on the street yeah and so her and like sherry o'terry and even like kim wayans and like people like mm-hmm. that that i feel like really funny and um with the exception of kim sherry um molly shannon jennifer coolidge they all were groundlings and so oh, okay then i was like okay like i need to um get into this and like mm-hmm. cheryl hines like her like all of them so i like did my research and i'm like okay coolidge is a groundling and o'terry is a groundling and even will ferrell i'm like okay he was a groundling yeah. and chris Catan wasn't so like and i'm like who are these people and how yeah. can i i need to do this training so after i graduated i literally just like um my mom lives in minnesota now which is also very random. She was in St. Paul, Minnesota. <laughs> Jump from New Orleans to Minnesota. Because we couldn't get enough of the cold weather. Like, I was like, please bury me in a snowman. Because I love it. But I went to junior high and high school in Minnesota. Okay. Yes, girl. Interesting. So I do love cheese curds. If <laughs> anyone has a great curd recipe, I love a good curd. So um, I went back to Minnesota and I drove from Minnesota out to L.A. And I was just wow. like, I'm going to go to this place called The Groundlings. And like with everything still in my car, like auditioned. Like you were the cliche. Like I packed everything up, cliche. came out to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And started the program. I got in and I was like, great. I'll just... And like had no... 
nothing of like the main company, Sunday company. Sure. Like I, I just was like, I just want to do as much classes as I can do so I can kind of be as good as these people that I think are really funny. And that was it. That's awesome. Now, how long have you been there? Um, Total. Like I'm still I'm in the main company now. So I've been in the yeah. main company for like three years. But the program took maybe like six or seven years to get through. That's so nuts. So basically mm-hmm. another like master's program yes. that you went through. I counted it as my graduate school. Yeah, that's so. so nuts. But you still perform regularly. Yes. Yeah, that must be so fun. I saw that you just had David Tennant in the show with you yes. guys. What was that like? He was, um, I mean, and granted, like, and I, and I feel whack. Please, no one come for me. Um, <laughs> for right you know <laughs> that when someone prefaces something with that. Do not come for me because, like, granted, like, I know the Doctor Who mm-hmm. and, like, Broad Church, but, like, I was like that Potter fan. And so I was just like, <laughs> like I was that person. That, and I did test into how Slytherin. So because I oh. am a Slytherin at heart, like, I was like, yes, like, Whoa. yes. I mean, I'm not a death theater, but I'm a Slytherin, <laughs> you know, so I'm a Hufflepuff. So, yeah, and you know, we, you know, it's a vibe. Well, it's all fine. And see, I'm not a death theater. So, you know, we, okay. we get along. We coexist. <laughs> but then also, I mean, and then from Jessica Jones, like mm-hmm. Kilgrave gave me my, ent- <sighs> he snatched my life and put it back in my body. Yeah, that was so insane. He was amazing. And yeah. so just from that, like, and I had no idea he was doing that show until. Oh, you didn't know. But I already knew I was doing it. Then I saw the poster and I was like. <laughs> oh, my God. And he is the nicest, most giving. Like, I mean, just so sweet. And it's just like down to play and do whatever. Uh, I mean, he was so nice. Like, oh, that's uh, so fun. I mean, that must have been pants shittingly nervous energy beforehand but it was you know like and he was nervous yeah, which was really? so cool that oh that's kind of like, nice to see when someone is at such a level in your brain that they're like vulnerable in mm-hmm. some way yeah yes um something that i'm a huge fan of is dr alan grant yeah um this is your dog mm-hmm. yes uh, and he happy belated <laughs> birthday he just yeah. turned two yes he did um how how did he get this name? <laughs> okay, so the fun thing about me is that I have like top five movies. I don't uh-huh. know what the other five four are, but <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic Park is in that. Like okay. I I feel like I was oh, this is another geek answer that like I feel like you know how there's films that like directors like it made me want to direct. Yeah, yeah. And I as a kid, I was always into science and mm-hmm. I still am, but like science and like true crime, like like weird sciencey stuff. But I like loved dinosaurs as a kid. So when that came out, I feel like because it looked so good. Yeah. Shout out to Phil Tippett and Stan Winston for bringing the animatronics and the <laughs> dinosaurs, the puppetry to life. But it looked so good that yeah. I think I was young enough that I was like, I want my career to be next to them that I'm like, I know they don't exist, but it looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. And it just like did it for me. So like Dr. Alan Grant's name came from uh, Sam Neill's character, Dr. Alan Grant. Uh-huh. Um, I always said if I have a girl, her name would be Dr. Ellie Sattler. <laughs> <laughs> and if there's a third dog, Dr. Ian Malcolm, just with his body splayed at all times. Splayed. Um, That's Incredible. What an homage to name your dog. And he is such a total cutie, by the way. He's he's great and I feel like he owns it. Like Yeah, where did you get him from? Oh, we found we like found this little family in Burbank okay. that was like we had some puppies and so we went to go meet him and like okay. he was the smallest one and like his sisters were like running amok and we Aww. were like we will have him. <laughs> and then we named him Dr. Grant. And I feel Ugh. like he owns his name where he's like kind of grouchy. Like yeah. Dr. Grant was in the movie, but like we'll play when he wants to. Yeah. But it's then like terms. doesn't yeah. really want to like see the children, but he'll be around <laughs> the children. But then he'll get to like the children yeah. later. 
Uh, that's incredible. Has he been to set? Is he a set dog? He has not been yet. Okay. CBS is trying to hit on my life. Oh, but yeah. I told her, I said, y'all gonna get away with this for so long. And one day Alan Grant's gonna roll through. And he'll be like, I'm gonna be like, oh, like, I didn't see the sign. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Only ask for forgiveness. Uh, don't beg for permission. And there you go. That's what I've heard. Um, I don't necessarily live my life by that, but, but working towards it. We're in a season two now. I'm like, I can. Yeah. yeah. Alan will come. How has the feedback been for you from season one? Have like has family watched it? Have friends watched it? Yes. You know, it's the thing that's nice about it is that I love that I have friends like large. I'm sure there are some friends that are so like, we've got to tell lyric nice things. But yeah. by large feel like they're very honest and mm -hmm. like the honest feedback has been like yo this show is like super smart and dark and funny yeah. and they're like it's on like the like NBC but right. like it goes there and I think people were surprised that yeah because it's so the colors are so bright mm -hmm. it looks like a sitcom you know it looks like it should be this like glee-esque kind of like tied up with a sweet bow show and then you realize like oh this is very dark yeah and it's, so that's fun it's been great which makes me happy because I'm like yes now everyone can be just as excited about it as I am yeah do you know do you have any indication or have you been told anything about your character in the upcoming season I don't I just know she has more knee-high boots coming. Oh! <laughs> yeah, have you gotten to keep any of your wardrobe? Oh, my God, no. It's, uh. like, in the trailer. So, like, I'm sure if I really was like, please let me wear these Stuart Wiseman's out in the street. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe, but, um, but I mean her stuff, like I just came from a fitting today. And so okay. her stuff for season two is super cute. We got some uh, bright colors happening. Yay. We've got some fall coats. <laughs> All right. And we've got, like I said, lots of knee highs. Oh, that's so fun. Do you guys get to improvise on set or do they try to keep it kind oh. of like to the script? Oh yes. You we do? Are, mm -hmm. And I think because Mike O'Brien, you know, comes from second city. Right. And you have Pat Oswalt with you. Like yes. that must be so fun. And so fun. And Gene and Mary are also Second City Chicago. And oh, so awesome. with just even the three of us together, like we'll do like a clean take or two that Mike sure. will be like, okay, like let's get it. But then like after that, he's like, all right, just have fun. And so we just keep it going oh, and just so and awesome. like Patton is there and like well Patton when he is there he will like listen and if you've said something funny uh -huh. in between the take he'll go oh don't forget you said that because like that was really funny and you'll be like thanks Patton because I was just <laughs> flying out of my ass and Patton's there to be like no girl remember the funny stuff that you Note said that. oh yeah. that's great mm -hmm. and even Glenn like he loves to improvise with us too so it's yeah, yeah there's definitely a big uh, just kind of see what we want to say vibe that's such a great energy on set too that mm -hmm. makes it much more of a safe space yeah because it can feel like a big production i'm sure so like it can be nervous energy sometimes mm -hmm. if it's not just like let's just have fun yeah and mike definitely sets the tone and set the tone with that from the beginning that's great that i think he was just like let's like make this fun yeah and like if we're having fun it'll come through on camera mm -hmm. and then people will enjoy watching it and yes. like want to watch it for sure um, okay, let me talk to you about your passion, which I believe is True Crimes Podcast, yeah. from what I've gathered. I love that. Uh, I've been super into, I, Serial is the only one that I have not, we were just talking about this before oh. you got here, the one I haven't delved into yet. At all? At all. I don't know why. I think it's just been like around, so I feel like my wave has passed on like getting into it, but now season three is out. Girl, and now. Are you into, have you been listening? Yes. Of course. I've been listening to season three. <laughs> But you got to go back now because that case. Mm -hmm. The first one? Season yes, one? Girl, girl, it has a resurgence. Yes. <gasps> there are what? things. 
happening with Adnan Syed as, oh yes. So like, it is never too late. No, if anything, now would be the time because now yeah. there's like fresh stuff to read. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, I got big into um, Dirty John. Oh, that God. one was... <laughs> that one was insane and I also like Google image search like what all these people look like me too I feel really weird when no, I did same. I did that and then I was like oh and but I did like halfway into the series and I was like I shouldn't have done this because now I'm picturing these people like I'm picturing his like dirty mirror selfie that he yes. takes of himself also Dr. Death oh I haven't listened to that they're one they're the same people that did Dirty John but <gasps> Dr. Death is in same. Oh, <laughs> what's that one about? Oh my God. It's about this neurosurgeon, uh-huh. Christopher Dinch, Dunch, <laughs> whatever your name is, Christopher, because you know what you did. Um, you <laughs> oh, know wait, did. maybe I've heard about this. Yeah. Doesn't he? He's the neurosurgeon that like botches his surgeons, but like to the point of like, removing vertebrae from people, but then sewing them back up and being like, whatever, I did the best that I could do. And it's like, oh, or just what? don't be a surgeon. And about like the board of health, like in Texas, not stepping in and like removing his license and then being like, well, we'll just refer him to another hospital. What? Mm-hmm. That's n- OK. Girl, I you, have to listen I mean, to that one. It's only six parts. OK. They just released the seven to give us an update. Oh, but the okay. main thing is six parts in and out. Oh, OK. Any other recommendations? Any Ooh, other great I ones? I love. I mean, some of them are dark. Like I sure, hit me with love them. Sword and Scale. Sword and Sword. Sword. <laughs> <laughs> sword and Scale. Uh-huh. But that one is dark. Like I don't know that one either. It's the nitty gritty, but it's okay. also so good. Okay. So that's another wondery one. Who else? Mm. True Crime Obsessed. Yeah. This one's like a funny one. Okay. Like these two, um, um, what is it? It's Jillian Fonsavelle and Patrick <laughs> Hines. Da, da, da. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> so jingles work. I think we need more jingles on the show. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> but they literally like watch all these days. They, they did like The Staircase. They did Yeah, cereal. The Staircase. Oh, it's nuts. Season one, they did like um, The Galapagos Affair. They do like all these true crime things. Okay. But like their banter is just so funny. So it will be something like crazy. But then they make it lighthearted they somehow. Did, they're so funny that it's lighthearted. And also True Crime Junkie. Okay. That one is also a good one. You just gave me my entire like next month of I mean, plans they are i appreciate it great. <laughs> uh okay what are you watching right now do you watch a lot of tv when you're not listening to true crime you podcasts? know what it's weird because i feel like i'm one of those people first i feel like i'm overwhelmed like there's so much so between much. streaming netflix and hulu and mm-hmm. amazon and regular regular smegula tv where i like i feel like i watch the same things over and over now because i'm like i'm overwhelmed yeah it's too so what, late do you, what do you watch I do watch um, Homicide Hunter. <laughs> so we have a genre that you seem to be connected to. With Lieutenant Joe Kenda. I don't even know if it's on air anymore. Like I found it on Hulu and I'm like, great. I'll solve these crimes. Great. But I feel like I was just watching, I was just watching Castle Rock okay. on Hulu, which is like the Stephen King anthology one okay. that I need to rewatch. Like, you know, those shows that you watched and you're like, did I pay? What happened? Yeah. Paid no attention. Um, I like reality a lot. So like, oh, I love me too. The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, uh, Nene Leakes. If she ever was in the same room as me, I would lose my goddamn mind. I mean, like, I love her. Yeah. I love her. I love Candy. Like, I, lo- I love them all. Love- Candy is the most impressive businesswoman Hello. ever. Hello it's and goodbye. insane. And the fact that she's now married to what was a PA on the show blows my mind. I mean, t- shout out to Todd. <laughs> 
shout out to Todd for securing the bag. And I'm not mad. No, not at all. Did you watch the escape? Uh like it that was a little mini series? Yeah. I did not. So I need to go back. How was that? It was okay. I I I'm they they clearly were testing a mini series to see if there was anything there. And then she like pulled out of like the actual tour that they were doing. I don't yeah. know if they actually did the tour, but it was one long kind of drama drawn out for four or five episodes like, whatever it was but we don't need this yeah i mean yeah candy's a businesswoman though i was like look she got another mini series she for was herself. like give me that coin how much <laughs> is in this bag great uh okay we're gonna take a quick break and when we get back uh we'll probably talk about more reality tv because it's just opened the floodgates that you guys <laughs> all know i love talking about so much yeah. we'll be right back with more not too deep And surprise, surprise. Guess who's supporting this episode of Not Too Deep? It is, drum roll, <laughs> Squarespace. Yep. yep, nailed it. <laughs> Turn your dream into a reality with Squarespace. They're our buddies. Mm-hmm. They've been sponsoring the show for a long time. You guys know this by now, but if you don't, you got to know that Squarespace makes it easier than ever to launch your passion project, whether you're looking to start a new business, showcase your work, publish content, sell products, and more. Squarespace is the tool for you. With beautiful templates created by world-class designers and the ability to customize just about anything with a few clicks, you can easily make a beautiful website all by yourself. And they have a powerful e-commerce functionality which lets you sell anything online and analytics that help you grow your site in real time. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box and there's nothing to patch or upgrade ever. And buying domains is simple and you'll get the help you need with their 24-7 award-winning customer support. Squarespace empowers millions of people from designers to lawyers, artists to gamers, even restaurants and gyms to turn great ideas into something real and I am one of those. I don't know if I'm a more of a restaurant or a gym. Right. But yeah. uh, I do have many Squarespace websites because it's so easy to use. Go check them out. And while you're at it, go to squarespace.com slash grace for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code grace to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash grace, offer code grace. Not, not too deep. Hey guys, instead of buying new things, head to Poshmark to shop from millions of closets across America. Listen to this. Poshmark is the easiest way to buy and sell fashion items. You download Download the free Poshmark app to shop from tons of brands across women's, kids, and men's. You won't believe the deals you'll find, like Louis Vuitton bags for $300. That's nuts. That's crazy. And shipping is super fast and easy for both the seller and buyer and is handled all through the Poshmark app. When you see something that you want, simply make the seller an offer and you can get the item that works at a price for you. Need to clean out your closet? Listing on Poshmark is easy. Upload pictures of your stuff to the app, set a price, and then ship to the lucky buyer. No more waiting in line at your local thrift store just to leave empty-handed. This is something I do. I'm a full like uh, spring cleaning kind of person, but kind of like every three months. Sure. And so I always wonder, I mean, I drop my clothes off uh, for donation, but this is another alternative way to, you know, clean out your closet. Yeah, you can sell stuff and you can buy cool stuff. I mean, yeah. there are just as many people out there that, you know, bought that, you know, Gucci sweater that they only wore once. Mm-hmm. You know, now you can kind of get a good discount on it. Yeah, today you can get $5 off your first purchase when you enter the invite code not too deep when you sign up. Just download the Poshmark app, sign up, and enter the code not too deep, all one word, for five dollars off your first purchase. Um, would you ever be on a reality television show? You know what I thought about? That? Yeah. 
I, I don't know. Like, I feel like like if I could be like a housewife of Atlanta, like <laughs> I think that I would want to do it like that, where all I want to do is go and eat small plates. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Small plates and have glasses of Pinot Noir uh-huh. and like champagne and just do that and yeah. like and then plan an ultimate like um, friend vacation that's gonna yeah. go awry and just you know because I feel like I mean I don't think like I'm definitely not into drama but I say what I feel like and what I want yeah so I feel like I'd be juicy enough to be on a show <laughs> where I'd be like no you did say that yeah you did say that wait who was the woman that was on Rehouses of Atlanta that was um, from Facts of Life oh Kim Fields yeah Kim Fields I feel like she was. They wanted her to be juicy, and she's just a decent person. Like she was like, "I have children. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna do. I'm this. not gonna argue with you." Where and they were like, "All right, so we don't have anything with this woman." Where woman, where catch me on the right time of day, I might be like, <laughs> "Oh, no, actually, let me pull up these receipts for you." <laughs> uh, you, you recently went to the Beyonce Jay Z concert. I did. How was that? It was so fun. First of all, I just want to say, when I say that when they were on stage together. And he was looking at her like she was in snack, lunch, (laughs) dinner, biscuit on the side. Like, I was like, I think everyone was just like, to see them in person, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, ooh, girl. And the way she looked at him, it was so fun. And and they were, like, incredible together. But I was just like, ooh, you can feel the love, which I thought was like. The way they would just look at each other, I was like, oh, my God, they really love each other. <laughs> like, you guys, they really love each they other. They can't act this. They this can't. This acting. And she's incredible. Like, I'd never seen her in person. And when I say oh. a performer, like, I would have been, I was out of breath watching her. <laughs> yeah. at, like, the intro. Like, I was like, whoo, yes. <laughs> and, I mean, she's in boots, heels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was Awesome. Oh, that must, I mean, I feel like Beyonce concerts are like, I've only, I went to the VMAs a couple years ago and saw her do like a 12 to 15 minute, like a bridge version of Lemonade. And it was Uh like an out of body experience. I can't imagine an entire concert. I mean. I'm with Jay-Z. With Jay-Z. It was truly awesome. Um, Okay. What is your relationship with social media? My relationship is like, I feel like it's a love hate. Yeah. I love hate. I think that's, yeah, par for the course. Do you have like a favorite that you look at or that you post to like Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook? I feel like Instagram. Yeah. Like I almost like forget about Twitter. Mm -hmm. Like, and thank God my Twitter is connected to my Instagram. (laughs) So that way people know that I'm alive. You're alive. But like, and even Facebook, like I feel like I don't really think about that where I think Mm -hmm. Instagram something is still fun enough about that where I'm like, oh, it's just pictures. And it's like my day, even though now, you know, it's like lyric, it can't just be pictures of like. Uh, your foot like (laughs) (laughs) make it count girl make it count do you feel pressure now that you're on like an NBC show to have like a social media presence and like make it like curate it yes and it's weird because like and I think that I not like I'm too old for social media but I feel like when it started like all of them were just like just something fun to do where now it's this machine where it's like oh I gotta think of something clever to say where I'm like (laughs) and most days I'm like or I'm just not thinking of it enough where I'm in front of very cool visually appealing places and I'll go home and be like oh wait I was just at (laughs) the Eiffel Tower and I didn't get a picture now I'm at my balcony. Right, now I'm, oh, dang it. Oh, well, I'll take another picture of another can of LaCroix and <laughs> do that. Do you have anyone that you love following that's, like, the person you're either, 
like hate following or like genuinely love following. Like I love following Oprah on Instagram because she posts like kind of ridiculous, but like well-meaning things. It's a lot of, you know, the new branding of Weight Watchers, how it's changed, but it's really fun. I love following Will Smith. Oh, I don't follow him. He like just got on not that long ago and like, but he's so funny. And like, it's just him being goofy with his kids and like aggravating Jada. And like, (laughs) they're both still so cute together, but his is one. And he does still the inspirational Will Smith thing that he'll come and be like, all right, y'all are worried about the wrong thing. (laughs) This is what life is. But like something, he's so charismatic that you're like, I could watch you talk all day. Yeah. And it must be nice because you get that of like authentic side of him. Yeah. Even though it's still charming Will Smith. It's like, oh, but you are, no one's holding your phone, taking videos of you and producing it for you. Yeah. So he's a fun one. He's a good one. Okay. I have to like, remember that. Do you have a social media, like pet peeve? Oh, (laughs) I can. And like, I get it, but I don't. Okay. But like when, and I have friends who like, I'm like, okay, after the 20th selfie in the same position of yourself like we know what you look like yeah or just caption it like just wanted another picture of myself like yeah, just I cannot call it out I can't say like the same pose just a different shirt but being like <sighs> you know Wednesdays are magic and when it's not and it's like you just did the same picture two days ago and it was about like Mondays being like awesome I did like I don't know why and I'm like or do it artist like mm-hmm. but some people it's literally the same yeah angle over and over over and over over. I'm with you (sighs) yeah it's very frustrating I have to like give myself space from that kind of thing every now and then uh what's been like your best or most unique filming experience because you were on baskets which I love Mm -hmm. so much and I think Louis Anderson is one of the greatest female characters on TV (laughs) (laughs) which is weird and crazy to say but like what was that experience like amazing I mean him and Zach are both so awesome and just giving but Louis has this like and I mean he's done it for so long that he Mm -hmm. almost had this like sweet fatherly type of big brothery presence on set that uh, me and Hanifa the girl who plays my sister Mm Like all day, because a lot of all of our scenes, I think, are with him. And like all day, he was just like, would you like a smoothie or would you like like just <laughs> taking care of us and like asking about our careers and giving tips and being like, this just is what like I nurturing, but just so nurturing that like I didn't necessarily expect that from him. Right. Yeah. But it's amazing. And like so that I will say is one of the most unique because in between takes, he's checking in. How are you ladies doing? Do you guys need need like just. Oh, that's the best. so sweet to hear. He made sure we had almond milk smoothies. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. So basically, he's just in character the whole time. Yes. <laughs> just the nicest. That's like. so fun. Um, have you had any? I'd love to ask people that, you know, are working in the industry about like their worst auditioning experience. If there's anything that sticks out to you. Mm, there is one. Okay. <laughs> There's one. I won't name the project, sure. <laughs> but um, I knew right away when I got the sides, I was like, oh, th- I don't know if this is for me, but it's with this casting director and she's kind of big. So I want to hear her either. Uh-huh. But I mean, it was for a period piece. I will say that. OK. A period piece. And um, uh, I um, it was just weird because like I was reacting to a lot of emotional things and sure. like jumping at things being thrown at me. But I thought I was reacting. And then out of nowhere, just in it, she threw a box of Kleenex at me. And I was like. <laughs> And she was like, that was great. Good reaction. Thanks. And I was like. Wait, she threw an actual box of Kleenex? Yes. And granted, I was like, oh, I guess it didn't hurt. 
But there was no warning before you started your audition that like, we're going to throw actual things at no. you. No. And I was like, ma'am. And then she was also like, oh, we went to Syracuse. Great. Oh, great. No wonder you can cry on command. And I was like, oh, God. I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't ask to come today. Yeah. Wow. It so was clearly yeah. just shitting on you from the top. From the top. And I was like, is this weird tough love? Yeah. It was is so weird. Is this how weird. you show affection? Or should I actually leave right now? It like, was so weird. But then I was just like, but then like, I guess she's kind of tough like that in general. So I was like, okay, great. It. She didn't hate me from my inception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. It's such an insane process. Do you do anything? Do you have any rituals that you do or any like calming exercises when you go in for auditions or anything? You know, I, I listen to... Um, like, I always just listen to, like, very amped up, like, super just, like, pumped up music. Oh, like, yeah. that's my, like, very loud. Uh-huh. One of my, even though this is not pumped up, one of my favorites to listen to is the thong song. Because <laughs> <laughs> it just Wait, gets you, like. After all this, <laughs> that, that degree from Syracuse, and this is your acting. <laughs> thong song. It gets you, like, just very, like. And you, like, can kind of get loose. And after you do a little thong song dance by yourself in the car, you're ready to for whatever. Oh, God. I mean, you should teach a workshop. I mean, that is a great takeaway. The thong song. Like, <laughs> thank you, Cisco, for making the thong song. Like, it really shaped our generation. It really did. I don't think I ever wore a thong before. Then after that, girls were like, we have to wear thongs. It's, uh, it's <laughs> our currency as women. Is our thong, 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 thong song. <laughs> Oh, I remember watching the whole like MTV behind the music video of that, the making of the music the video. And the fact that it was like glow in the dark yeah. and everybody was like, oh my God, they're glow in the dark bathing suits, thongs. Oh, incredible. Oh my God. I got my first thong from Claire's Boutique. Don't worry about what? that. <laughs> Shout out to Claire's Boutique for, I, didn't even know I don't know Claire's why they so sold thongs. thongs. I got my ears pierced at Claire's, but I didn't know that they sold thongs. At the Mall of America, at the Mall of America store, they sold thongs. Oh. And me and my friend bought metallic um, uh, fatigue print thongs for a house party. Camo thongs. They were metallic. Don't forget that. Oh my god! I mean, if you're gonna go into the thong world, go in strong. That's incredible. Wow. You told me so. You moved from New Orleans to mm-hmm. Minneapolis. Yeah, St. Paul. St. Paul. Uh, when you were 12. Yes. Which, like you said, is the worst age to move a child a- anywhere, let alone from a very cool town to, to what I can imagine is less cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like for families. Yeah, okay. And it's very, it's cold, and New Orleans is not right. Rolling in thunder snow. Yeah, and then well, so I've been to the Mall of America a couple times as an adult. It's very fun, and I still feel like I've only seen twenty five percent of it. Yeah. I mean, I still love the Mall of America. It's so funny now because I feel like when I first moved from New Orleans, like, mm-hmm. of course, I was like in opposition yeah. of Minnesota as a state. Sure. But now, of course, like I'm like, I love it. Like I like it has this wholesome vibe. But I'm like, yeah. I got it. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with on Annie's cookies. Yes, uh-huh. I will purchase a tub. <laughs> but the mall, I mean, I, I think that the Mall of America made me like have a fondness for just malls for the structure. That's so sure. weird. But not like the shops, too. I can like, like, I love walking around a mall and like mm-hmm. window shopping. And there's so much at the Mall of America. Did you work there ever? I did. I used to work at Express in the Mall of you America. Did? Yes, we were, a, I think, a $2 million store. <laughs> um, or a hundred million. One of those extremes. <laughs> like, I know it was, we were an A store at the Mall of America. Don't worry about us. I was a fashion expert. Oh, amazing. At Express at the Mall of America, at MOA. Oh. 
Oh my God. <laughs> Express was like a little above my shopping budget when I was in high school. But that's like all the girls that were like upper middle class used to wear Express, Express. clothes all the yes. time. Yeah. It was um, something I idolized. So that's very cool to me. Yeah. You get the employee discount? Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> oh, yes, I did. I got a nice 40% off at Express. Uh, that's amazing. Do you go back to the Mall of America when you go home? Yes. Really? I was just there for my sister's wedding and made a trip to the mall with my nieces and nephews and uh, my mom and my grandma. And we literally went, went to Legoland, bought him, of course, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom Legos. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're, as, as a what I would consider a super fan of Jurassic Park. Yeah. What did you think of the most recent one? You know what, Fallen Kingdom and Fallen, uh, you know, World and World Fallen Kingdom, I think that they're fun. Yeah. I like, I enjoy them. I feel like no one will ever beat one. Like none of them will ever beat one. Yeah. And I dare Chris Pratt to argue with me about <laughs> it. Um, you know, I feel like you just can't top it. And like yeah. one had very little CGI. Just like I'm a fan of like seeing it look real and yeah. raw. But I think World and Fallen Kingdom are both super fun. And I think that and I love it because my nephew is so little and like Park is still very scary for him to watch. But yeah. he can like handle World and Fallen Kingdom. So I'm like, really? if me because he loves dinosaurs, too. It's yeah. very cute. So I'm like, if me and him can watch these together and like that's how I usher him in and then I slap Park on him. <laughs> Great. I'll take it. I'll take it. That's amazing. That, yeah. I mean, you're an educator through and through. I, I, I used to work at the Science Museum in Minnesota. So really? I am, yes. I was a counselor and a camp director for their like summer programs. Oh, that because was that the initiation was that you loved Jurassic Park so well, much? Yeah. That mm -hmm. Then I like got into it. And like, of course, it's like the real sciencey side of it right. with like the bones. But then we also did like Harry Potter camps. We went into the science behind Harry Potter. Whoa. We like made like, you know, all these potions and stuff. They played Quidditch. We celebrated his birthday. Harry Potter is a cancer. <laughs> oh, wow. He's a very emotional young man. Okay. Um, if you could be cast in, let's say they made more Harry Potters or and more Jurassic Worlds, uh, what would you put yourself in as? Oh, so if it was Jurassic World, uh -huh. now I'm pitching this. <laughs> directors, you timestamp it. You heard it here first. This is my idea. Um, that I want to come back as Samuel L. Jackson's daughter from the first movie. And I want to be like, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to be like, y'all let these velociraptors eat my dad. Okay. We only got a lone cigarette mailed back to us in the States. Okay. And that was it. Maybe the arm, it was the arm and the cigarette. And that's all we got because they couldn't even find no more of his body. So I'd be like, the least y'all can do is let me get up here with these dinosaurs and find out who killed my dad. So I would come so back as her. it's a revenge plot. It is a revenge yeah. I would come back. I would also come back against uh, Wu because Wu know he has something to do with it. So BD Wong, I'm coming for you as well. Um, and so that's, so that's what would be my role in Jurassic World is um, Samuel L. Jackson's daughter. I think that's great. And I would fight to see that. that Easy. Just incredible. do it because yeah. people love his character. Oh, so much. And I would have my own tagline. Like he had hope. Hold on to your butts. I might be like, or not. I don't know. Like <laughs> something. I mean, the merch sells itself, so I, mean, I can see this happening. Come on. Oh, come that is on. so funny. So that, and then if it was in um Potter, uh-huh. You know, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I would want to be a fun, a fun teacher. Like, oh yeah. I'd be a fun teacher. I feel like I would like to do, I would imagine they would do like, I would like to do like horoscopes. Like the the horoscopes and reading of the stars class and just oh, being like, 
Now, Harry Potter, you're... <laughs> 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 your cancer means that you're very deep and you should watch out for trouble. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. I love that. And they're like, we don't know how she got into this school. We, we don't know. She's not actually on the roster as a teacher. She's not. She's uh, not from um, London at all. <laughs> <laughs> she's doing this very offensive accent that none of we us We can't are. place it. We can't place it. <laughs> I also would love that. I really can see this in your future and hope this happens for Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please tell Warner Brothers that I'm available. Warner Brothers, both the brothers are and Universal, huge Universal for Jurassic. Let me know. They're, they listen to our podcast on a weekly basis. Let <laughs> me know. Uh, we're going to take another quick break. When we get back, we have internet questions for Ooh. you, which are always the most fun. So we'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Look, it's tough to make new friends as an adult. Ugh, I'll be the it. first to say it. Yep. And I mean, how are you supposed to seek out meaningful platonic relationships as an adult when you spend most of your time behind a desk at a computer, you know, sequestered in the silence of your own home? Well, guess what? That's where Bumble BFF comes in. Hey, have you heard of it? While Bumble began as a women first dating app, it now includes a friend finding mode called Bumble BFF. Find a kindred spirit to join you at that yoga workshop or a fellow 90s sitcom fanatic who's down for a Netflix marathon. No matter your life situation, Bumble BFF helps you create the support system you need. Expand your crew. Build a crew. Find friends who love the same things you do. Shake up your routine with Bumble BFF. To use it, download Bumble on iOS or Android and switch to Bumble BFF mode within the app. Then fill out a profile and let your future besties know what you're all about. It's super easy to use. I actually used this at VidCon and got to meet a bunch of people that oh, had, really? yeah, that listened cool. to the podcast and, and watched the YouTube videos. And so it was really fun. They all got to interact with each other and see each other on the app too. And I think they've since, hopefully, have kept the conversation going. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Because it is really difficult. Like I'm, well, I made a lot of friends when I was in college because you're just like, forced to hang out that's with where people. you're so everyone's <laughs> yeah. like that's one of your college priorities is find friends right right but you know now that i am an uh, an adult in my own apartment it's like um it's much more tricky and no one teaches you how to do it yeah but now you have an app mm -hmm. so it's to learn more head to bumble.com slash not too deep that's bumble.com slash not too deep not, not too deep. Squeezing in time for your family, work, and hitting the gym feels impossible, so something's got to give, and it's probably the gym. But guess what? Body Boss can help. Unlock your dream body with the great 12-week Body Boss workout program. Do it at home in just 24 minutes a day, three days a week. You guys know me. I love being in my house. Um, gyms kind of freak me out because um, just the social aspect of it all, the dynamics that happen there. But this you can do at home. That's less than 90 minutes a week with no equipment, no subscription. Thanks to the hashtag boss effect or excess post-exercise oxygen consumption, you burn fat long after your workout. Plus, with the caring pro coaches and a free Facebook group of supportive kick-ass women, you are never alone. So try Body Boss with a special offer just for our listeners and get 25% off the fitness guide at bodyboss.com slash grace. Order now and get free shipping and a money-back guarantee. This is the best deal ever. Get Body Boss for 25% off at bodyboss.com slash grace. 12 weeks from now, you'll thank yourself for starting. That's bodyboss.com slash grace. 
Okay, we're going to get into some internet questions. Yes. Before we do, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every guest that is on the podcast. And the first is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Oh, cold spaghetti. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm offended by that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's up for interpretation. Mm. Oh. <laughs> cold spaghetti. Mm -hmm. I don't know why the first thing that came up was Cleopatra. I have no idea oh, why. Oh, that we haven't had that yet. Nope, that's no, a new one. I don't even know why. I would be fascinated to see how that went. Maybe what she would do. Maybe that's why I'm curious about yeah. it. Yeah. I feel like that uh, <laughs> could go in either direction, either like totally flattered or completely pissed off. Yes. Maybe she'll like the taste of it. <laughs> yeah. It would be an exotic food to her. Yeah. Uh, okay. The other question I ask every guest is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or like close call, but. Ooh. But you can only use three words or three small phrases. So, for example, mine is college jogging front lawn. Okay. Pants shitting or clothes call. Or like pissing your pants, just sort of bathroom emergency. College campus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ceramic turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Sandbox. Whoa. What was Syracuse's campus like? That sounds crazy. <laughs> Uh, well, no follow-up questions, <laughs> but that paints a very bizarre picture. Um, okay, let's get into these internet questions. Yes. Someone wants to know, how did you decide the number of A's in your Twitter handle? Because your Twitter handle is Lyric Said Wah. <laughs> you know, I think that I did like a comedy rule of threes thing. Okay. <laughs> and so I was like, it can't be two it, or four. It must be three. Yeah, I think that's great. Have you tried to change it to your name or you just don't, it doesn't even matter? You know what? I think that when I first got on Twitter, I think someone had Lyric Lewis or like um, something like that. Where I was like, you are not the real one. It is me. But I feel like Papa NBC can get that changed for you. That's true. <laughs> Papa NBC, if you're listening, please change my Twitter. So I haven't. I might do it now, though. Yeah. Mm. Um, someone wants to know, have you ever been in a teacher's lounge? Like a real one? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I teach at the Groundlings. I also teach improv. So we have a very swanky teacher's lounge and oh, I hang there nice. from time to time. Oh, very cool. Have you now, because uh, of be doing an AP bio, do you look at high school any differently? Oh, yeah. Really? Teachers go through. I mean, like, there, I hope this, and this isn't spilling any tea. Like, this is a fact about, like, teachers, I guess. But in interviews, Michael Bryan, some teachers say, like, they never go to the bathroom. So a lot of them have, like, UTIs. Oh, dang. Because they, like, and I was like, I never thought about it. But I'm like, you, I never saw my teachers use the yeah, bathroom. Yeah, when would they have a chance they to? They don't until they're off period. And so, like, it's something weird that I think back. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, we were just being pure monsters. Yeah. And these teachers were like did not leave their post until yeah. they had a free hour. I've never thought about it like that before. We don't think of them as like people. Right. <laughs> no, that's nuts. Mm -hmm. Did you have a teacher growing up that, or like a favorite teacher or one that like truly like affected you or like helped shape who you are? Oh, well, I had two. One that helped shape, um, her name was Jan Mandel and she was my theater teacher in high school. Oh, cool. And she was one that gave like the, like really encouraged your own creativity, your mind, mm -hmm. writing for yourself and like on an early start on like point of view and like what you think is funny and like. That's awesome. So she did that in high school, which was great. And then I had this other lady um, in seventh grade. Her name was Miss Fitterman mm -hmm. and she taught at Highland Park Junior High. My high school was St. Paul Central, if any of y'all listening. Shout out to the <laughs> Miniman. Um, but Miss um, Fitterman taught Spanish but she was this tiny woman she was had to be like four 
eight or like five feet at the most. So she would get up on a desk and teach us like our directions and everything. And she taught us the alphabet, but with sign language. Oh, also, and it was so like it just she was so excited to teach that I like took Spanish for a while in college too. But she was the main one that I was like, you make languages cool yeah so miss fetterman oh that's very cool she kind of looked like miss frizzle too. oh really mm-hmm. <laughs> wait so she stood on her own desk to teach she was tiny so she would stand above <laughs> us and go a la derecha a la izquierda but we like we're so into because we could see her yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. So weird. oh that's so fun but also yeah a teacher that has enthusiasm is infectious yeah and it sticks with you obviously mm-hmm. that's so cool um do you speak a lot of spanish now you know, I feel like I speak a lot of Spanglish, okay. you know, from <laughs> yeah. time to time. For sure. But I love the language. It's it's very cool. I wish I spoke any other language. Um, someone wants to know your best and worst or best and least favorite curse word. Ooh. Yeah. Um, ooh. Um, I, okay, my best one. Ooh, I feel like I really like bitch bitch is like a it's a fun <laughs> like it's still light enough and yeah. like I say it to my friends I'm like ooh bitch like you know <laughs> ooh, bitch. so to me it still is like kind of fun yeah. it's not as heavy um my least one I will like I feel like my least one is probably it's a tie between even though I feel like is cunt a curse word you see how hey, I whisper that? Yeah. I'm like, <sighs> no, I'm with you though. Yeah, I it's one I don't. I don't. I curse a decent amount of my life colloquially, but that's one I'm like, oh, I'm not so into. That's that. one I'm not. Or fuck, like I don't oh, know why really? that one also was another one that it's aggressive. Like, it's very where it's not fun. Right. Yeah. Like I like the fun ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fun ones. I like the fun curse words. <laughs> um, Kellen Cox tweeted. What are your favorite true crimes podcasts? I meant to text you today, but this feels like a reasonable way to ask you to. Kellen, how <laughs> dare you, Kellen? What a way to get yourself onto a podcast. <laughs> um, uh, if you had to rank like your top three at the ooh, moment, because I know it probably shifts and changes. At the moment, it would be, um, uh, I would say, tr- uh, true crime junkie. Okay. No, crime junkie. True Crime Obsessed and uh, Dr. Death. Oh, okay. Tied with Sword and Scale. Okay. I'm one of those people. Yeah, you got to have them all. You can't discount any of them. Um, This one might be hard unless this sticks out to you. Someone wants to know, what's the most interesting thing you saw or read this week? Oh, the most interesting thing that I saw or read this week. It's tough. I'm trying to think of my, what my answer would be. The most interesting thing I saw, well, the most interesting I saw right before I came here, it's uh-huh. fresh in my mind, was that we're now getting presidential texts. So that's very interesting. Oh, yeah. I haven't even looked completely into this. But yeah, I got it. Just, and I was just, just got one today. We, we got, got one today. And yeah. so that's why I was it's like. probably on your phone. Yeah. I was like, what? So that's very Oh, wait, very no, the alert one? Yes. Yep. Yeah, what does that mean? It's like. So it's Trump can just text, text us now. Us now. Which is very interesting that I was like, I did not know this was happening. And I was like, what? Yeah, it looked like an Amber Alert. That's kind of what I wrote it off as. But everyone got it. Like, oh, I All at the same time. So like all of our phones went off at the same same time. time. I don't like that. Yeah, it's very interesting to say the least. So I was like, I need to read up on whatever is happening. So that's the most interesting. It just happened today. Jeez. I mean, and that's like, I've already am paranoid that we're being looked at and listened to like 24-7. And so now they're just actively presenting themselves inside of our phones. Yes. Yep. 
Oh, yeah. fun. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> the world is burning. Hooray. Um, someone to know, what's the most ridiculous thing someone tricked you into doing or believing? No one tricked me into it, but I <laughs> kind of tricked myself by my mom snapped me out of it that mm-hmm. I used to think The Onion was a real newspaper. <laughs> What? <laughs> I did. And I didn't know. And so I, this was back in like, cut me some slack. Please don't come for me, anybody. Um, this was back in like 06, 07, where I, yeah. I don't know, I'd never heard of it. And so I was, sure. I was teaching a summer camp for the science museum uh-huh. and I was on break and there was like a full ream of them. Like it looked like a regular yeah. newspaper stand. So I grabbed one and I just, I had never heard of it. So I started reading and I would never forget because it was the title of it was like, um, man knows his son is gay. He looks, he laughs at glitter and um, moves his butt like the talk of the town. And it was just, and I read the article, but I got so offended. Like I got mad. I was like crying. Like I had like tears. And I was like, this poor child. And I called my mom at work and I was like, Why did you say that? Like I'm so oh mad. And she was God. like, the onion is fake. And I was like, <laughs> What? How did your mom know? I don't know because I don't know. This was after I graduated from Syracuse. So oh. I don't know how I missed sure. the onion like in college when I feel like other people that's, must have known. That's so funny. But I like I was really offended because I was like this poor child. But offended so much to the point that you called your mom to complain about it. I was going to write a letter. Like I was like really mad because I was like this baby is a baby. Let him explore himself. Uh, <laughs> so shout out to the onion some great writing I mean they really package themselves well like they do parody. yeah it is I know sometimes I'll look quickly because I follow them on Twitter and I'll like browse through really quickly and see a headline and be like wait a minute what and yeah. then I have to check myself that it's, it's the, the onion, onion tweeting it oh, oh that's so funny um, someone wants to know what is your go-to snack Ooh. Oh. <laughs> oh this is a hard one because I, I love a good snack I don't know if I have one go-to. I love Cheez-Its. Oh, really? Like the original Cheez-Its. Uh-huh. But I'm also into like pickles. Okay. Are you pregnant? No. Okay. <laughs> what if I'm like, and uh, that's and this podcast was the reveal. Hey, we got the exclusive. <laughs> got the exclusive. So I think like, I don't, because I don't know if I have a really good. If you could, let's say hypothetically, you got to create your ideal craft services on set. Ooh. What would you put on there? I would have nacho cheese Doritos. Oh, dang, yes. Cheez-Its. Okay. Some fruits, like some avocado. <laughs> you know, some, you The know. things that you think about eating yeah. on set, but you don't you really. Don't. A grapefruit. Uh-huh. Um, yogurt. Okay. I love yogurt. Um, what else would I have, though? meats yeah protein <laughs> you know some protein mm-hmm. uh, maybe some you know some you know some salmon yeah some you know beef jerkies pepperonis <laughs> um, chickens pretty I- chickens <laughs> so basically just the entire grocery store like a small grocery store <laughs> yeah. but the trader joe's um dorito like tortilla chips because those are oh. when i t- don't hate on me for this dorito <laughs> when i tell you the trader joe's nacho ones are insane and they're gluten-free haven't even tried them didn't oh. know now i know get on them thank you for that knowledge so that's actually my go-to snack trader joe's nacho cheese tortilla chips they that sounds amazing. amazing um okay we have one final question for you and someone wants to know what would you do if dinosaurs ran amok in la oh i would be inside of my apartment <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I enjoy them from a distance, 
you know, I think that they're fascinating, beautiful creatures, but I'm like, I make no mistakes. I like my life. I ain't trying to rub elbows in a dinosaur. I'm not trying to get tore up from the floor up. <laughs> extremely fair answer. Like, I, I, I wouldn't be curious. I would, I would not need to I wouldn't need to do anything yeah. but be in my apartment on the third floor unless they figure out elevators <laughs> then I'm good I guess if it's a Rex I have an issue yeah. the the sauropods and the you know your um your plant eaters I'd be about them but <laughs> the meat eaters oh no uh-huh. somebody else can please handle them <laughs> I think that's a very, very fair answer. Lyric, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Before you go completely, the curious, weird, um, random, singular fortune cookie that was over on that table yes, is for you as a gift for being on the podcast. And thank you're welcome you. to open it and read the fortune oh, that's inside. Let me see. Now I'll have to eat the whole cookie now. You don't have to. That's it's a, not a requirement. I think that's it. That, oh. Oh. <laughs> it's fairly long. It's long. <laughs> <laughs> this is a formal shout out to Madewell on uh, my personal behalf for them to sponsor a shopping spree for you as a promoter for uh, whatever. They can make something up. Now we wait. Yes. Yeah. So, so you love Madewell. I love Madewell. How did this happen? When did this happen? Truly, the clothes are made well. Okay. <laughs> Truly. I got into them. I want to say like a year ago, not uh-huh. very long ago, but I, all my girlfriends, like I'd be like, that top is so cute. That button up is great. Uh-huh. Where you get that from? And they'd be like, Madewell. And I'm like, what is this magical place? Went there and the jeans are what really got me because oh, I feel yeah. like a lot of people don't make jeans for women's bodies. Mm-hmm. Hold it in when I've had a couple drinks. <laughs> Keep it cute, though. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like Madewell does that, but their clothes just, they fit really good. Like, on every type of body, they're made well. How you're not sponsored by Madewell blows my mind at this point. I don't know, but trust me, I will be there at their store opening on Ventura on October 16th from 6 to 8 p.m. for snacks and a free tote with a purchase, which I will be planning on making. And so, at that time, me and Madewell can discuss it, but I... I, I'm I'm about their life. That's incredible. So hard. That's incredible. So uh, I accept this fortune that Madewell will. I, I mean, we put it out. We're manifesting it for you. Thank you, um, Lyric. Where can people find you online? Where they where can they see you on stage? Where can yes. they watch you on TV? Um, online, you can catch me at Lyric D Lewis on the gram. Oh Lord, small burp. Excuse that guy. <laughs> Drinking lots of liqueur right now, Pompalamoose. So you know how it is. Um, yes, but Lyric D. Lewis on Instagram. I talk back. I love to do a fun story. That's great. You know, give me suggestions of new flavors of LaCroix to try. I will do it. <laughs> and also on Twitter, Lyric said, wow, with three A's for the comedic timing of it all. <laughs> um, I will try to talk back. I will talk back more on the gram, but I will eventually holler back at you on Twitter. And just catch me in the streets. You know, I like Trader Joe's and Madewell. So, um, <laughs> you know. Thank you, Lyric. <laughs> uh, this was so much fun. Uh, make sure you go check her out. And uh, AP Bio next year. Get next ready. year, February. Please be ready. Mark your calendars. Hold on to your bus. Or not. Uh, we'll <laughs> see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Bye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. With Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, producer and directed by Jack Ferry. Producer and editor, Melissa D. Mons. Writing by Diane Kang. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. And an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music. Thank you.